You're listening to the Makers Making Money podcast, a place where business-minded makers will learn how to sell their products, make money, and build a small business. Here's your host, Katie. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Makers Making Money podcast. Today, back at it again. Hope you guys had a great week. Hope things are going well for you on this Sunday if you're listening today. Otherwise, I hope you have a great week next week. Um, So we're going to talk today about making your first sale online and how to react, what to do, how to handle making your first sale online as a maker who's selling their products online. So I remember when I made my first sale on Etsy, as I mentioned, I started out on Etsy and I was very excited. I freaked out when I made my first sale. It was awesome. I couldn't believe it happened. And um, so then came the opportunity to fulfill my first order. So this is a huge part of being in the e-commerce world, no matter if you're a maker, if you're just reselling something, whatever you're doing. Order fulfillment is a huge part of making your customers happy. So they spent their money with your shop and now they want to get what they paid for. So when you make your first sale, so I, uh, looking back again, I remember when I made, made my first sale, as I mentioned, I totally freaked out. I was excited. I couldn't believe it happened probably like, you know, a few days, like within a week of listing my my items on Etsy and really officially starting my Etsy shop. So I was definitely very um, surprised that it happened so quickly. And I I was trying to think, you know, what can I do? I want to do something special for this person who made the first purchase in my shop. They really took a chance and kind of like, you know, they believed in my product. They saw what they, they saw, they liked it and they, they were willing to spend their money on it. So I wanted to do something special for that person. So I'm mentioning this because it's kind of something that I look back on now and it's, it's a little bit embarrassing. Um, but I decided to send them kind of like a a free product as like a gift. And I included a note like, Oh, you're the first person who made a purchase in my shop. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking a chance on me and stuff like that. Um, I didn't get any reaction from the customer, which is totally fine and totally fair. But looking back, I feel kind of embarrassed because number one, it's like the products that I was selling at that time, um, I'm not selling them anymore. It was like really like I was just getting started out. My craftsmanship, I feel like wasn't great. The products I was selling wasn't great. The gift I sent, I didn't. I don't feel great about it now looking back. So that's something that I kind of regret a little bit. Um, but it, it's interesting. So I mean, I wouldn't push you away from doing something like that, but just kind of maybe put a little more thought into it than I did. Okay, so so once you've made your first sale, so the the major thing is that the person they you know they saw the photos of your product, they purchased it. So I think the key thing is making sure that whatever you're sending them is in line with the product, with the photos that you have out there. The product quality was re- well represented in the listing and in what you're going to send them. So really make sure that that the quality is there. I think that's like above all else, above the packaging, the branding, everything else, the quality is is just second to none. So make sure that the product you're sending out is as perfect as possible. Obviously, we're makers. We make handmade things. So, you know, handmade is a lot different than a machined product, but but really make sure that what you're sending is is a really good representation of your work and your brand. 
Okay. Um, so, so you have the product, it's good. You like it, you feel good about it. So now you have to package it so that it arrives to your customer in the same condition as you shipped it out. Um, now, no matter what shipping method you use or what carrier, what, you know, company you go with, you just never know how the package is going to be handled. Even if it's, you know, I've had packages that went to like, you know, a few miles away from me and they somehow still got damaged or broken during shipping. So it doesn't even matter how far they're traveling, but you know, you just, you never know how the package is going to be handled. So you want to be prepared for someone to potentially be just throwing your box around, you know, getting smashed by other boxes, things like that. So, so definitely put a lot of thought. You've, you put so much thought and work into the product. Now put, you know, a a similar amount of thought into how you're going to package it to make sure it gets to your customer safely. Um, so I use, I've talked about this on previous and a previous episode about shipping tips and tricks. Um, but I use a combination of boxes that I purchase from Uline. But also, if you're just getting started out and you don't want to invest in a lot of packaging products, you can utilize the USPS priority mail services, and they have a lot of free shipping supplies that you can get, mainly boxes. Um, but they do have a lot of free things out there. So definitely take advantage of that. Hopefully, you know, they'd obviously don't have boxes for really huge products, but take a look at their website because they do have a lot more boxes on their website and you can get it shipped to your house for free. Um, So they have more different sizes and stuff that they wouldn't have if you just go to the post office to pick it up. So definitely keep that in mind of um, going to USPS for free shipping boxes If you're going to be sending it, obviously you have to send it priority mail in order to use those. But that's a really, a good thing if you're just starting out and like I said, you don't want to spend a ton of money on shipping supplies, then just take advantage of what's out there. So go to USPS and, you know, if if that shipping rate with USPS makes sense, then then use those priority boxes and, and don't worry about having to find a box. So you have the box. Now within the box, you want to make sure that the the item is you know very secure there's not a lot of empty space in the box like we mentioned we don't know what this box is going to go through on on the process of getting to your customer or on the journey so make sure that it's it's secured you got like you're using kind of like bubble wrap or packing paper something to fill the voids and also you know you're, you're just really taking care of the product so i ship wood products and I use pine which is a soft wood so it can get damaged very easily like it can get bumped or nicked and and it'll leave a blemish in the wood so so I use a combination of bubble wrap and um I also use packing paper and I've, I've mentioned that before too but the packing paper is really good you can wad it up that's good to fill the voids if you have a lot of empty space in your box Um, You can also use it to wrap the products in addition to bubble wrap, or maybe you don't need the bubble wrap depending on what you're shipping. Um, But the packing paper is good and it's a little bit more of an economical option. Um, So if you're looking to purchase this type of packing paper, I purchased mine on, um, on Amazon and I think it's called like newspaper newspaper print paper or something like that I don't know but if you just google like packing paper it comes in sheets and it comes in like a 10 20 pound bundle of like I think they have different sizes too I buy like 
the one I buy is maybe like a, a couple feet wide by like, yeah, it's like kind of like in a rectangular shape. So, so definitely look at that. That's a good option. Or if you want, again, if you're just starting out, you need to buy, you don't want to buy like as big of a quantity because you don't know how things are going to go. Then you can also go to like Lowe's or Home Depot or some type of like hardware store and they have rolls of brown paper. Usually it's by the paint, like in the painting section, they have tons of different types. They have really thick ones that you can put on the floor if you're like doing construction or something like that. But they also have like a thinner version, which is just like a brown paper and that works really well. And you can buy a small roll for probably like five bucks, I think. So so take a look at that. If you, if you need something to give some extra filling to your box, and you don't want to, I mean, bubble wrap is pretty expensive, especially if you're buying a small quantity of it. So definitely go for the paper option if it, if it works out for you and check out the, the brown paper at Lowe's. Again, it's in the paint section. So that's a really good tip. All right. So, so you've packed your item, you have it safe and secure. You filled the voids in your box. You feel like when you shake it around, the box feels stable. That's exactly what you want. Um, and then you also have to include something personal in the box too. So that could be like a note. Maybe you have a pre-printed, like a postcard type of thing that you're, you're sending, you plan to send to your customers as a thank you. Um, so definitely include something. If you don't have that, again, if you're just starting out, you probably haven't, you know, figured out what you want to do for all of this, like marketing, branding kind of stuff. So if you don't have that, just do a handwritten note. I think that's awesome. I think that's what I actually did for my first package was just did like a handwritten note um, saying thank you for for making a purchase in my shop. I'm a small business. I appreciate it. Like something to that effect. And um, I didn't do this in my early shipments, but now, so now I have a pre-printed card, which I just print them in bulk um, online. And then I include one of those in every package. And it's just like the typical thank you. Like, I hope this, this package brightens your day. Just a nice message so that they can have something personal, but it's not like overkill. I'm not sending them like a bunch of kind of like junk, for lack of a better word, that they don't need. Um, I just, I don't believe in that. Um, but, but having a note is I think really important. It gives a good buying experience. And if you can put it on the top, so when they open the box, then they, they see it right away. That's the first thing that they see. It's this nice thank you. If it's handwritten, that's even more special. Um, but I think that's really important too, is just having something in there. So going back to the, the card that I include in my packages, I also include a coupon code for my shop so that they can use that discount code for future pur- purchases to save, like, I think mine is saving 10%, um, in my online shop. So, so yeah, you might want to include a discount code too. They can use it themselves. Maybe they could give it to a friend or something like that. So to be honest, um, even though I've been putting that in like the several, a thousand packages that I've shipped out. I don't think there's, there's maybe like one person who's ever actually used that discount code. So, you know, most people don't use it or maybe they don't keep it. Even though, even though people have made repeat purchases, purchases in my shop, they just, they haven't really used the discount code as much. So, so don't, don't be shy about giving that out because, you know, chances are it, it might not even get used. So, um, 
So yeah, I definitely would include a, a coupon code for the customers as well. And then the other thing that's important is obviously they purchase from you so they know where your shop is, they know how to reach you. If you're on Etsy, it's very easy to, to send messages to sellers on Etsy. Um, but you can also include in your note or on your card some some other contact information like your email address so that they can just if if for you know if for some reason it ends up broken or there's some issue or something like that just encourage them to reach out to you first and reach out to you so that you can handle the issue and then also last thing for the card is invite them to leave a review in your shop if that's something that you do. So on Etsy, Etsy definitely encourages buyers to leave reviews. Um, and then, you know, on Shopify, if you have a Shopify store, for example, they also take reviews as well. So I would encourage them to leave a review. They can You can ask them to include a photo of how they use the product. That's something that I do. Um, so I think that's good too, to ask for a review when you're a small business, it's really important to have reviews to gain trust from customers and to make people feel more secure buying their products. Also, it's, it's really nice on Etsy because people can see in the review photos, all of the different ways that people have used the product. So it's, it gives them like they, they, they can get some inspiration from the reviews. So definitely don't hesitate to ask for a review as well. Okay, so that's your thank you card. So so the idea behind this is to give the customer a really fun unboxing experience. They receive your box. They were excited to order your product. Now they get it. They're opening it up. The first thing they see is your thank you card, this really nicely put together kind of thank you for ordering from their shop, for or, from ordering from your shop. And, um, you know, just, I think it gives people a good experience. They like, people in general like to shop with a small business and it, having that more personable touch is why people like to shop at a small business. Cause it's just, it's different than if you order just a box from target, we know like it just arrives. It has no packaging, like the box, the, the item's been like floating around in the box, probably it's broken or it leaked all over the place or whatever it is. So giving your buyer a, an ex, a better experience, I think is really cool. And it's, it's really fun. And that's a, a fun part of being a small business owner. So the, you know, how your package arrives and the the unboxing experience for your customer is, is a very important part of their experience overall with, with your shop. And it's an important part of building your brand as well. Um, and then I forgot to mention in the box category. So we talked about we can use the free boxes from USPS if we're going to be shipping priority mail, which usually arrives in like three, three days, give or take. Um, but I would say, I think there are people that probably like reuse boxes and stuff like that. And I think that's really great. And I think it's really environmentally friendly. Um, but something that I feel, and this might just be a personal opinion, but, um, you know, ever since the, the beginning of my store, I operated it as a real legit business, not like a crafting hobby or, or just like a little side thing that I was doing, even though it was that at the time. Um, but I always made it, you know, very legit and very official and like, I'm a business, I'm just like all the other businesses and, you know, I'm going to operate in, in that manner. So, um, my point in saying this is that, you know, if you're going to reuse boxes, I think that's okay. Um, but just remember like people are spending money on your product, especially depending how much money they spend, 
Um, I think that again, it goes back to that like experience, like how the box arrives. If you if you're reusing a box, chances are it got like a little bit crumpled up on its way to you, and then you're reusing it. If it's like really not in good condition or like looks dirty or just has another brand all over it, maybe think twice about reusing it, or maybe find another way if you could wrap it in brown paper or, or do something like that. So I would say just. Overall, as you're do, you're doing the order fulfillment process, just remember that every aspect of this is also a reflection of your brand. So just keep in mind how you're presenting yourself to your customer, even for something like as small as like the box that the package arrives in. Mm-hmm. Or like, for example, the packaging materials, you know, make sure that It's not like if you have like maybe like a cat or a dog or something like try to make sure like it's not like full of dog hair has been rolling around on the floor, like stuff like that. That's this is these are things that like I'm like super nitpicky about. But I think that maybe some people, they wouldn't really think about this as much. But then somebody else like gets the package and they open it up and it's like got like somebody else's hair in it or something like that. Like that's just kind of a gross experience. I've, I've opened boxes that I've gotten from like Amazon or something like that. And it's had like another person, like a, a long hair from another girl. And it's like stuff like that happens. That's fine. But just I would take a little extra caution in in those categories. And it, it may seem really nitpicky, but it's it's a really important part of the brand experience again. So keep those things in mind as well. Um, now, so you have your box ready to go. You've got this nice, neat looking box. Um, you've got it taped well, obviously, you know, tape it really securely. And now you're ready to buy your postage. So you can shop around to get the best price. So if you sell on Etsy, you can purchase postage through Etsy directly. If you sell on another platform, chances are you can probably get, get postage there as well. You can, um, the, the website that I use, which is like a third party service for, um, purchasing postage and comparing rates is called Pirate Ship. And you can just Google that. I think it's pirateship.com. And that's really good. I, f- I find that the rates on there are really good. Um, depending on the location, it's it's oftentimes even better than the rates on Etsy, for um, usually for USPS. And if you want to ship U- UPS, typically UPS is the lowest rates, has the lowest rates on Pirate Ship. So if that's what you want to do, um, definitely check out Pirate Ship. They have good rates. Shop around for your postage because, you know, definitely don't just go to the post office and pay at the counter. Like you're going to pay like at least a few dollars more, you know, you're going to waste money on that. So so definitely avoid that. Print it, purchase it somewhere online at home, print off the label, tape it to your box, have it ready to go. Then you just need to drop it off at the post office or UPS or wherever you end up taking it. But definitely, 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 without a doubt, buy your postage online and save that little bit of money. Okay, and then also make sure that you're getting tracking. You have tracking so that your customer can track the package. You can also track it if you need to. Um, and also insurance if that's something that's important to the product that you're selling and you know you don't know how it's going to arrive or it could potentially get broken. Make sure you have insurance to cover the value of the package. So typically the postage that I purchase through US, um, with USPS or um, UPS, both of those 
options that I generally do include $100 of insurance and tracking. So $100 is typically enough to cover my products. Sometimes it's more expensive than $100, but to be honest, I rarely have an issue and and claiming the insurance and making a claim against the insurance or however you want to say that is honestly a little bit of a tedious process. And you do have to have, in most cases, especially with USPS, you have to actually have the product in hand and you have to take it to the post office to, like you have to give it to them physically so that they can keep it. Like if something gets broke, for example, say you so you send something USPS priority mail, it gets broken in the mail, the customer receives it, it's broke, they open the box, it's broken. Now you have to actually get that box back from the customer to be able to take it into your post office or you have to have them take it into the post office, which is just kind of like, I don't know, I wouldn't personally ask my customer to do that, but if you want to, you can do that. But basically the point is that you have to actually physically give the item to the post office before they're going to reimburse you under the insurance coverage that you, you had with your postage. So keep that in mind that The insurance is kind of like this, like kind of false sense of security. Um, It's it's actually kind of taxing to to make a claim. I mean, if it gets lost, then it's pretty easy because it's like, well, there's no package to return to anybody. So then you can make a claim and you will get your money back and they'll get they'll cover the cost of the product as well as in addition to the postage that you paid. Um, So definitely for a lost package, it's good for damaged things. It's a little bit more of a challenge. So just keep that in mind that you're going to have to go through a bit of a process if you want to make a claim for an item that arrived damaged. All right. So, so you've got your postage, your package is ready to go. You're going to take it to wherever you need to go to drop it off, to ship it off. So then, you know, then you, you ship it off to your customer, make sure that you are, you're shipping it in within your processing time. So for example, in my Etsy shop and my Shopify store, I do five to seven uh, business days processing time because I build everything to order. I don't have inventory just sitting around. So when somebody places the order, I make it and then I ship it out to them. So my processing time is five to seven business days and then I ship it and you know, usually a package will arrive for a domestic package in the US Usually it'll arrive in like two to four business days, typically. So so make sure you're clear about what your processing times are. On Etsy, you have to establish that. So that's pretty easy. On other platforms, it's a little bit more ambiguous. So you need to make it clear. Like on, on Shopify, it's not really... Shopify doesn't exactly cater to businesses that are doing like handmade or more like custom products. So you have to kind of make it work for that kind of business. So on my Shopify, there's just like a few different places where I make it very clear, you know, everything's built to order. My processing time is five to seven business days. When they get their order confirmation, I make sure to say that, you know, it takes five to seven business days to to build and finish the product and then it will be shipped after that time. Um, so, so yeah, make it really clear and make sure you're shipping the product on time. If you're selling on Etsy, that it, it will go against your your kind of like, I guess like seller rating on Etsy if you're if you're not shipping within your processing times or if you're shipping things late. So if for some reason you do need a little extra time, um, you can adjust the shipping like the shipping date on Etsy so that it won't count against you. You can it, you can go into the order and it will say I think there's like an option to like extend the time 
and then it would send a notification to the customer that you know that this item's going to ship at this on this date instead. Um, but I would avoid doing that. Honestly, I think that set your processing time to a realistic amount of time that you need to fulfill the orders. And, you know, if you need to take the whole time, that's fine. But I think even if you set your processing time a little bit longer than it will, you can, you can get, but you can get the the packages out quicker. That's great. Cause then it's going to look like you're shipping things early, but you're just like giving yourself a little extra cushion time. That's what I do with my shop. You know, you know, not everything takes the full five to seven business days. Usually I can ship things like maybe a couple days early, but sometimes there are instances where it does take the full seven days and I ship things like at the last moment, like you have to ship this today. I purchased the label that day. Um, and I think that's fine too, but I would err on the side of like trying to ship things out earlier that will give your customer a better experience rather than cutting or like, you know, edging up against the deadline. All right, so for your first sale, maybe you'll keep an eye on the tracking when you send it to the customer. Make sure it arrives, you know, you, you can do that. I don't think, I don't remember doing that. I think I was just like kind of like um, so overwhelmed and like, wow, I actually made a sale. I just I couldn't believe it. I don't think I actually kept an eye on it. I don't remember really, to be honest with you. Um, but you can do that. Make sure it arrives on time. I don't think there's any reason to like reach out to the customer per se after it arrived, but if you... I think there are maybe some sellers that do that, and that's certainly something that you could do. Um, I try to just kind of keep things a little bit more simple. When I buy stuff online, like for me, it's kind of more just transactional. I don't necessarily want to like hear from the seller a bunch of times or just like get meaningless messages and stuff from them. And there's a lot of people who don't even, prob- if, like if you're selling on Etsy, for example, they may not even check the messages. So you could do that if you want, but. My opinion is that people who shop on Etsy, especially they received so many messages from Etsy, so many prompts to review items and stuff like that, that it's just like one more thing maybe isn't really necessary. But if it's like a very expensive or a highly customized item, then I think it would be good to, to reach out to the customer, make sure they got it, make sure they're happy with it and stuff like that. All right. So, I mean, that's basically it for making your first sale. So definitely be proud of yourself. It's not easy to put yourself out there, to put your products out there for people to buy, people to critique. You know, people will probably have something to say. Hopefully you get a a positive review and you get a a five-star review from your first sale. I I hope that for you, definitely. Um, But other than that, you know, all you have to do is just wait to make your next sale. And you know, that's, that's the process of making your first sale online. So I'm wishing you all of the best of luck in your online shops, and I hope you have a good week ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Makers Making Money podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Makers Making Money and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. See you next week with a brand new episode.